Hello? Is this thing on? Girl, Corinthia Lachey, and I'm so happy that you joined me for our all new season of Organized Chaos. Listen, it's been a long time. I missed you guys. I missed you so much. And I think that um, one of the main things that I learned from our time apart was it's okay. It's okay to take things one day at a time, and it's okay to do things on your own time and plan. So I'm really, really excited to be back in this arena of organized chaos and what is organized chaos and what is the whole point of it well what i want to do with the podcast here is just bring practicality to this walk with christ we all have our own journey we all have our own battles and struggles and it's important for us to remember that as long as we're moving in love in purpose and in faith all things are working for our good So where the organized chaos portion of it comes into play is that although it may seem chaotic and and just kind of out of our control, know that it's all for our good. So it's organized chaos. And I recently heard a quote that perfectly summed things up for me. Um, If anyone is a Marvel fan, I'm a Marvel fan. I watched every single last movie in order um, one summer. And it doesn't get more real than that. I was watching it every single day after work. Like, which which movie am I on now? But um, if anyone's watching Loki on Disney+, Plus, Mobius said such a great quote that just kind of captures the, the essence of organized chaos. And what he said was, existence is chaos. Nothing makes any sense, so we try to make sense of it. And I'm just lucky that the chaos I emerged into gave me my own glorious purpose now what better way to sum up the podcast than that we're just lucky enough that the chaos of our lives emerge us into our own glorious purpose everything that we're going through is meant for us in our experience in our journey and we just have to be grateful for it and and look for the positives. So with Organized Chaos, I'm hoping to bring light to that. And this season, we'll be talking on a very specific message, one that I feel that kind of speaks to the season that I'm in in my life and definitely speaks to the direction that that I'm going in. I had been working and writing and writing and writing, and I write a lot, guys. I have like four or five journals that I keep with me for different purposes and different topics that I may want to speak on and discuss or write about. And so I have a a journal for um, my prayers, for my career goals. I have a journal for my devotionals. I have a journal for just poetry and, and random quotes and lyrics that come into my mind. I have a journal for a lot of things. At any given time, you may see me with a journal And that just basically tells you what type of mood or vibe I'm in. So I've really been in my uh, prayer journal very like often, more than um, usual. And it's all been intentional. Like I said, the particular message that was just pouring out to me was about an exit plan. Like that's what came into my mind, like the phrase exit plan, exit strategy. 
So I begin to look up what is an exit plan? What is an exit strategy? God, what are you saying to me? Where, what areas do I need to implement this message? And so he began to, to let me know that every season that you go through, the people that you, you know, may have, that you may spend time with in that season, the things you may do in that season, everything comes to, to an end. Everything has a reason, a season. So if we're not prepared for the, the unexpected in life, and we're not prepared at any given time, and we don't have a set foundation of what we're doing and where we're going, we can really be just knocked off of our feet. And so with the whole idea of an exit plan, it was more so for me to prepare to move into different seasons of my life and how this, although it is an exit plan and it may, you know, go out for, for one season, I may need to use these tools again. When I looked up what an exit plan is, and first of all, let's just take a look here because it is a, a, a term that I believe I took in a different light than what it, you know, usually is taken for. So normally if you were to look up exit plan and and one of the first things I did was, you know, Google, Google google.com, what is an exit plan? So there's so many definitions, so many links, um, so many things came up, but mainly it was focused on, on business. So most business owners and entrepreneurs would look to having an an exit plan, an exit strategy, business exit plan, those terms like that. So everything that I was looking up was very business related, which is really funny because in this next season of my life, you know, I'm taking on the hat of entrepreneurship. So, you know, God is so intentional. You'll hear me say that a million, a bazillion times. And so an exit plan provides business owners with a clear strategy to help them exit their business when and how they choose to to maximize their personal and business objectives. That is what a business plan is. And so that's just one of the many definitions, but it is a clear strategy to help you exit from your business when and how you choose to and how to maximize your personal and business objectives. Now, how could we relate this to our life? Have you ever been in a season where things just kind of become redundant? It's like, okay, I'm, you know, say for instance, for me, I begin to take on the gym and trying to implement that into into my lifestyle. And I'm a pretty slim chick, but you know, I'm slim thick. That's what I say. I'm slim thick though. (laughs) But it's important for me to maintain my, you know, somewhat athletic physique. I do enjoy that. And so um, going to the gym just empowered me to have a little bit more, you know, body positivity. So I wanted to seriously implement that. So I began to do so. And I began to to go to the gym. Now, I started going after work. I was going, you know, working my eight to five and then going after work, even in the traffic. I was going and I had my trainer who's the bomb.com. Shout out to Fit with Keela. She's amazing. So I was going to the gym after work, started that new routine. But then it got redundant after a while. 
after a while, like after work, I was dreading, you know, not getting off of work, of course, because I was loving getting off work, but going to the gym after work, after I just worked, man, it started getting redundant. And so subconsciously, I'm like, how can I get out of this routine, but still maximize my personal objective to stay fit? And also my business objective to get the most out of, you know, my training. And so that's where an exit plan would become beneficial. Even though it's not a a whole business plan, it's still what some sort of a plan, some sort of a of a uh, clear strategy to help me exit that business of working of working out after work because it wasn't working for me. And so um, something like that would be something on a small scale. But at the same time, you can see where, ah, okay, a business plan. And as we get more into, as as I get more into what it is um, that I, I have down as what I see as a great business plan, it's important for us to understand, you know, where we would implement that in our lives. So what I did... Um, probably I, I probably should wait and tell you guys what I end up doing some people may already know but but if anything I subconsciously used exit plan exit strategy so that I could maximize my personal and business objectives and so how can we relate this to our life and what's going on in, in this season of time where we do feel that things are getting mundane Things are getting redundant. Okay, I, I'm I'm doing what I'm what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm supposed to be working out. And I'm supposed to be eating right. Okay, I'm doing it. Now what? You know what's next? How do I elevate myself into that next level? And so because of a lot of things that we do in life may cause us to step outside of ourselves, especially when it comes to growth, we got to prepare ourselves so it doesn't take us off of our feet. So the exit plan that I came up with, it, it comprises of, of seven steps and seven key stages of the plan that we will have to take into account. So over this season, I'll just basically be breaking those steps down. What I want to do on this first episode is, is just introduce the steps to you and just just lay them out so we already know what we're looking at. And we already know what we're expecting. And then every episode, I'll talk about a different stage. We'll talk about what we can do. We'll talk about specific verses that we can relate to in the Bible, um, just as references at those stages. And we'll just love on each other. And we'll just we'll just move in love. We'll move in purpose. And we'll move in faith. And we'll get through it. As I was saying, when this message came to me, um, I went to the Googles. I did my Googles. It was like, what is, like I said, what is an exit plan? So we talked about it. Again, it's a clear strategy. This setting, we're only moving out to move up. Now, the things that will be exiting, the things that will be stepping away from, those will be things that, that were not challenging us or pushing us into our best self. And we need to get out of it. Sometimes people, and and not even sometimes, all the time, people are going through their very own struggles and very own journeys and and battles. and, And sometimes they don't know how to handle that. And we can even speak to our own selves. Sometimes I don't know how to handle that. And so I don't want to 
you know, deter any of those relationships that I have with people. And you don't want to end up on the other side of that where you're just getting beat down in a friendship or in a relationship all because of the personal growth that someone else has to go through or maybe going through and that and that's their growing pain. So it could be stepping out of that. It could be stepping out of of our comfort space when it comes to our, our jobs and working. We know that we want more. We're living, we're honestly living in a renaissance right now. And I love to see it. I love to see Hey, if I needed a if I needed a trainer, I got a friend I can go to. If I needed to get something notarized, I got a homegirl I can go to. If I needed some skincare products, I got a homeboy I can go to. If I needed, you know, something done for this or something done for that, I you have all these resources and the people that we know within our community and I love to see everyone just reaching out and doing something. Start a business. Start that business. Do that thing. Start that brand. Launch it. Do it all. We're living in the renaissance right now. So you could be trying to find an exit plan of how you're going to get out of your job, your nine to five, or how you're going to excel within your nine to five, because that's still an amazing feat to, to work within a company, within a corporation, and to have, you know, some stature within corporate America, that's still a great thing to be celebrated. And to want to achieve more within that is great. You got to, you got to steward what's yours. You got to stir up what's yours. And everybody's not meant to be an entrepreneur. Just like everybody's not meant to be a worker. Some people are meant to be a boss. Some people are born leaders. And some people are born in places where they can assist and bring so much. There's so much of an asset to a team that that what they do becomes um, it becomes infectious. And so they have that quality. Not to say they're not a boss, but they're a really great worker. <laughs> and that exists. And that's a real thing. So we got to stir what's ours. So let's jump right into it. So the first thing that that you want to that you want to go to when you're when you're coming up with your exit plan when you're when you're sitting down okay I got to step out of this or I got to step into this is ask yourself what is your objective what are you asking God for what are you seeking in this season you got and and this this takes this takes introspection and what is introspection introspection is the examination or observation of one's own mental and emotional processes. This is really hard. Um, I'm going to say it, it's on step one, but it's it's really, really hard to do sometimes to hone in on yourself, especially when you have so much going on around you. But you got to find a way to quiet the noise. You got to find a way to, to hone in on on yourself and it's really hard. It's not, it's not easy to do. One of the scriptures that I look to um, would be Proverbs 16.3. And it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. So there we go with step one right there. All we got to do is commit to the Lord whatever we do and he will establish our plans. So step one may not even involve you coming up with something. It may involve you just letting go of everything that you thought. I heard a message once about how we as people romanticize our futures. That's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. It's a great thing because you want to look to your future in, in light and positivity and love. But sometimes we can 
get so out of tune with reality that we don't understand what's really going on in our lives. Become one with yourself because at the end of the day, there is one thing that we want. If you really sit down and be honest with yourself, we want freedom. We want freedom from the negativity, freedom from judgment, freedom from from the looks of others and the thoughts of others and the impressions of others and, and the projection of others. You want freedom from that. So even if it's that, if it's if it, even if it's committing to God, like God, I'm committing to you. I know that you can give me freedom from these things. You can free me from this conviction. You can free me from this. All we have to do is commit to him in whatever we do, and he will establish our plans. So that is step one. When it comes to this step, you also are asking yourself, what is it that you want to achieve in this next chapter? Along with freedom, freedom to do what? It may have been for me freedom from my own thoughts so that I can just really get into to my, my purpose. Freedom from, from the expectations that I set for myself and I didn't accomplish. I need freedom from that. That's what your step one may look like. And so step two, and we'll just move along here. We'll move along here primarily because as the season progresses, we will go deeper into each of these steps. So I don't want to spend too much time and get too, too deep where I give it all away. Because I definitely want you guys to tune into every last episode and get everything out of this. On to step two. Step two, what does our mindset look like? This step is really important because along with step one, once we make up our mind that we're going to commit it to God, now we're in step two, we have to, we have to duplicate those thoughts, right? We have to reproduce those great thoughts because the thought of giving it to God is releasing, it's freeing, like we said, with freedom. So now we only want to have those thoughts in our mind that that free us, that, that, that bring liberty and that establish a sense of, you know what, I'm, I'm stepping into what I said I was going to step into and I'm, I'm becoming all of what God said I was going to become. That's what step two looks like. And in the verse that this is, this is one of my favorites actually is Colossians three and two, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. What that means is, as far as setting your mind, it means making your mind up. You want to make your mind up that I'm not going to think on the things that are temporary, the struggles that are temporary. I'm going to make up my mind that in an uplifting way, like, you know what? Things are going to get better. It's a mindset shift. Step two looks like mentally preparing. And even if that's saying Colossians 3, 2 every day to yourself repeatedly, Set your mind on things above. Set, reminding yourself to set your mind on things above. And what are things above? I am this person I said that I am. I am I am a successful business owner. I am a loving friend. I am a loving sister. I am a leader who exerts positivity. I am the woman that I want to be. I am, as, as young baby Tate would say, I am healthy. I am wealthy. <laughs> I am rich. Like, <laughs> speak that into your life. Set your mind. Make your mind up. This is who I am. This is who I choose to be. And I'm grateful for all that God has given me and all that God is doing for me. Step three, what are your tools? Now, this one takes for you to do some inventory, right? This is where you do some inventory. This is where you kind of do some examining of your outside circumstances. 
everything that you need and knowing that you already have it. Your community, your contributions. Are you giving your time, talent, and your treasure? What are your tools that are at arm's reach? When I was thinking of doing, you know, my podcast, of course, I was nervous because I felt as if, who's going to listen? Who's going to listen? And most of the time when you're on a venture, it's the ones that you don't know. It's the people that you have never met in your life who who let you know the, the impact that you have. So sometimes the tool is within you. And once you put it to work, you'll realize how useful and how beneficial it was this whole time. So the verse that comes to mind here is Romans 12 and 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So knowing that everything in your life is intentional, it's all for your good. When you're doing this inventory of your tools, you're doing it with confidence because you're, you're already knowing that God's plan is perfect. So it's like, it's not a coincidence that you know somebody who can do this, or it's not a coincidence that you've always been connected to what you've always needed. But what the world will tell you is you're a loner. No one's, no one's going to listen to your podcast. Come on now. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. When you already had the mental preparation from step two, now is your time to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind got renewed at step two. So now you're at step three and you're transformed. So you're looking at your inventory. You're looking at your toolbox in a whole different way. And I really can't wait to get into that particular uh, topic. So on to step four, what does execution look like? What is your vision for you? Now that you know what your purpose is, what is your vision for that? How are you going to bring that into fruition? This step right here, this is most likely where the actual plan takes shape. You did all that preparing one through three to get to step four. And this is really where the engine starts roaring. Okay. Because now you got to see it. Now you got to say it out loud you've been you've been in your mind probably for the first one through three steps you've probably either been in your mind or been in your journal so now you're step four you're still in your journal you're writing those things down and let me tell you for this one right here this had to be (laughs) this had to be my favorite this particular verse I'm about to speak of is used so much it's referenced so often I love that because Um, God's word, it just touches so many and it it has so many meanings and it's Habakkuk. (laughs) The reason why I don't like saying this, because I feel like I don't know how to say it, but Habakkuk chapter two, verse number two, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a Herod may run with it. Now this verse right here, you guys may be familiar with because anytime it's time to do a vision board. Anytime New Year's comes around, you know, we hear this verse very often. We want to create the vision. We want to write it down. We want to visualize it. We want to see it. We want to say it. What's said becomes seen. 
So this step is so important and it's most likely where the plan actually takes shape is because that's where we begin to kind of see ourselves in those positions that we dreamt of. That's where it becomes a take form because we know what our our objective is. We know what our mindset is. We know what our tools are. So we're able to step confidently into this next level and execute because we we know what it looks like. We know what it, we know what it looks like, right? That is step four. Step five. And at this step, it's more so of a stage. At this stage, we need to see and understand our value. Now, why would we be looking at our value after we've already stepped into it? Like, shouldn't we have already seen the value in it? Of course. So when we were even beginning to think of an exit plan, We were already seeing the value in stepping out of the situation we were in. So knowing that we moved confidently, this step is important because it's where we need to be encouraged. It's where we need to to remember why we started. Now, what can cause us to not see the value? I I go to 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And him, of course, is God. Because at this point, if we're not seeing our value, it's because our anxiety is probably at an all-time high. But we have to remember that we deserve this. You deserve this. You deserve this growth. Be encouraged. Cast your anxieties on God. You don't have to be anxious or doubtful. So this portion of it is all about just letting go and letting God. And that's why we can easily move right into this next stage go (laughs) go do it because we're no longer anxious we're no longer worried just go will it be scary yes but do it anyways i have a very good friend of mine who and she's always been so sweet to me i met her when i was working at home depot and she would come in and get her her garden stuff and she was just she was just so beautiful her spirit and she would always say somebody's got to do it <laughs> somebody's got to do it she'd have these fundraisers she'd be doing these things for her community she was really big on that and she'd always say somebody's got to do it and that's how you got to see your mission and your purpose somebody's got to do it And so with that, I'm brought to Philippians chapter four, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what stage six looks like. Just saying that over and over again. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. Oh, that I can do all things. Can you do it? Yeah, I can do all things. Can you succeed? Yeah, I can do all things. That means you can do everything that you imagine through Christ. That takes us so far. So when we're going and we're stepping into that next that next dimension from glory to glory, we know we can do it because somebody's got to do it. And, and that somebody may be you and your bloodline. That may be you and your generation. That may be you and your job. That may be you and your position, you know. So that's what stage six looks like. And then, and then we bring it on home. We bring it on home with stage seven. Remember your source and trust the process. Trust it. 
trust that everything is working for your good. Now, this one brings me to Matthew. Now, I love I love the four Gospels. I like Matthew not more than any other, but I really do love a lot of the the drama <laughs> that's in Matthew. I love the the parables and I love the the verbiage of of Jesus. I love the way he speaks and then the analogies and the way that he creates these story pieces with animals and and how it relates to human characteristics and so um if you ever read the the book of matthew you will notice that there's a lot of references to animals in nature and that's how jesus describes a lot of the human characteristics that we possess um i'll be more than happy to go into more of those stories and parables on some of our episodes but but this one in particular is matthew chapter 21 verse 22 if you believe You will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And this is Jesus talking to the disciples. Because there was a lot of times where, you know, they they even had moments where they were kind of like scratching their head. Like, Jesus, are you sure? Like, are you positive? (laughs) Yeah, they were they were asking the Messiah, like, are you sure we should be? Are you sure this is going to (laughs) work? You know, because even them, they were they were human, so so they had their own their own doubts, just like we have them. But here, Jesus is reassuring them, and this is why we're reassured in stage seven when we trust the process and remember our source that that we can we can receive whatever we ask for. And the key part to this is is in prayer. So, what do we have here? Seven steps of of this this exit plan that came to me and and in these ways I'm really excited to break down each stage as we proceed throughout the season and just dive into what each of these stages looks like we'll talk more with others who can relate who can give us some advice and feed into us whatever stage we may be in if we haven't even begun to think of an exit plan if we're not even realizing that it's time to implement one this is a beautiful opportunity for us to just grow together and to just step into the fullness of what God has for us and Corinthia Lachey's exit plan organized chaos way <laughs> stage one we're we're finding out what the objective is and we know for most of us it's just freedom from so many things and factors then we're we're mentally preparing in stage two. We're doing inventory in stage three. We're visualizing and bringing it into fruition in stage four. We're remembering our value and we're understanding and we're being encouraged in stage five. We are going. We We are stepping into it. In stage six, we're letting go and letting God. And then in stage seven, we're remembering our source, where it all comes from. And we're we're encouraged all throughout it. And that's an exit plan. That is a clear strategy (laughs) to help us exit whatever season that we're in. And, And it's helping us maximize our personal 
and business objectives. And now when we were when I was mentioning going to work and getting off and having going and going to the gym and how I was gonna get out of that, I began to use this exit plan. My objective is to stay fit. And I'm mentally preparing for that because I know that it wasn't working after work. What are my other options? I'm weighing my options. My tools, my trainer, my social media. I can start keeping the videos on my timeline, looking at videos, looking at things to keep me in that mindset. Execution for me at that time was getting up early in the morning, setting my alarm for 5 a.m. That's where it began to take shape. I began to wake up at 5 a.m. even if I wasn't going to the gym. I would get up at 5 a.m., just go downstairs and, and stretch, make my coffee, do my devotional. And then I began to understand the value when I started to actually go to, to the gym in the morning. I was seeing the value because I was super energized before 7 a.m. Now I have a whole hour before I get ready to go to work. I can I can make myself a protein shake. I can do some pull-down workouts after I go to the gym. Because mind you, I was, I've begun to wake up about 5.30 to go to the gym, get there before 6 or by 6, get my workout in, get, get, a, get a protein shake either at the gym or have enough time to get home and make my own. I was seeing the value and I was encouraged because I knew that I started my day out on the right foot. And then go. I started to make this a, okay, I want to do this three times a week type of thing. Was it kind of annoying to get up 5 a.m. three days in a row? Yes, but I began to reward myself because on Fridays, I would take a rest. I'll be able to sleep in. When I began to trust the process in, in, in Sage 7, and I began to remember and see the difference in my body, the, the changes that it was making, I began to become more encouraged. And now I want to go four times a week. And now I want to wake up at 5 a.m. every day to get the most out of my day, even if I don't go to the gym. And so that is what the exit plan looks like for me to transition from working out, well, from not working out at all, to working out, to going after work, to to realizing that that became mundane and redundant and I was I just couldn't do it anymore to begin to develop an exit plan and implement it so that I was changing my routine now I go in the morning and when that becomes mundane I just switch up my days okay I want to do it Monday Wednesday Friday or I want to do Tuesday through Thursday or I want to do Monday through Friday and take the weekends off either way I'm maximizing my personal and business objective because I'm getting the most out of my day. I'm getting up earlier. I'm getting the most. And now when I do go to work, I have the choice of when I get off, I can go to happy hour or I could do whatever because I went to the gym this morning. So I started out on a great note. I went to work. I got some money. <laughs> and after work, maybe I want to podcast. Ooh. Look at how I'm maximizing my own personal and business objective. Because personally, I want to become the biggest podcast voice there is out there. Business-wise, I need to give myself multiple streams and give myself time to adequately maximize my work when I'm working my job. 
and the time that I set aside to record, to edit, to, to engineer, to plan, to write, to do all these things that helps pushes me into the purpose that God has for my life. So there we have it. That is Corinthia Lachey's exit plan. I'm so excited for these next episodes within this season because we are going to go on a ride, a journey together, and we're going to break down these stages and we're going to get through it. And by the end of the season, we'll either be stepping out of what seemed to be a season we never thought we could step out of and we'll be stepping into the person and the purpose that God intended for us to be. And before before we make a move, before we do anything, we have to ask God, what is the purpose that he has for our life? Because anything else can just cause confusion, delay, unnecessary struggle. So much that we put ourselves through that if we just started out with asking God, what is it that you have for me to do? We would save ourselves so much time. And we remember that God brought you out of it to bring you in to who you're supposed to be. In love, in purpose, and in faith. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other and make good choices. Thank you.